Are you ready to do this? Yes. Are you just chugging from the bottle? Yes. There's not really any way for me to know how much you've had if you just chug from the bottle. Do you trust me? No. You'll you'll be able you'll be able to tell if I start sounding like this. I'm trying to do my game time. <laughs> Okay, it's Thursday, and so that means it is Thirsty Thursday here on your daily Blue Jays podcast, Underdogs. I am David Patrick Fleming, and with me, as always, is Jacob Eman. And today on Thirsty Thursday, we are toasting to a milestone. This is the 50th episode of Underdogs. And so we will raise a glass, and to anybody else out there who's been either with us from the start or has jumped on late and kept listening, this is for you, the listeners. Raise your glass of, we're doing bourbon. You could do any booze, or if booze has become a dark dragon that coils its tail around your neck and makes you stir in the night, then maybe limonada, arancheata. Coffee? Tang. tang. Gatorade? (laughs) I've got them all. <laughs> you choose. You this choose. is whatever quenches your thirst on this thirsty Thursday. To all the listeners out there, we all, I'm just going to say it. We love you. Oh, yeah. You, you make this possible. You make this feel like it has value. I'm also going to cheers to you, Jacob Eman, for every day editing the episode. Every day creating custom music for the Game Diary, I raise this glass of bullet bourbon to all of the listeners and to you. Cheers, everybody. Thirsty Thursday, episode 50. Episode 50. Oh, fuck. That was the biggest one I've done yet. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, Brittany just came in to get bruised, too, and she's the look she is giving me. Oh, yeah. It's really similar to the look I'm giving from drinking. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> this cannot be viewed as a as a positive thing. And now we have to manage the rest of our day. I have to try to get my mind around what I was going to talk about as the booze flushes into my body and manipulates my being and my thoughts and my desire to just speak freely and offensively. But Jacob, what I want to get into right away is this Jeffrey Epstein-esque conspiracy about Derek Fisher going on the IL before the game. But first, let's just set it up here a little bit. Uh huh. Yesterday before the game, Derek Fisher... Well, let's talk about uh, some of the other moves first. So Ken Giles back on the IL. Boom, you're not seeing him for the rest of the year. Really? Teoscar Hernandez remarkably recovering from this oblique injury, supposedly. He's back on the field. Didn't play last night, but he's active. We got Jacob Wagaspak being called up. We got Hector Perez being called up, who made his major league debut last night. And Derek Fisher is on the IL because apparently, there's no video footage of this, but apparently Matt Shoemaker drilled him in the knee in a batting practice session just so conveniently after Derek Fisher has the most atrocious game of his life, he's now on the IL because he was beamed in batting practice. Jacob, do you do you believe that? Do you think that that actually happened? The most convenient 
possible thing to happen to Derek Fisher because he's out of options. They can't, they, if they DFA him, he's gone and maybe they want to hang on to him, but he just happened to get injured. Mm. It's, it's all very, it's all very curious to me. Why was, I mean, is it normal for a dude to go out and face live BP when he played the night before? Like I understand these guys and who are injured coming back uh, coming back from injuries and doing live BP against other dudes who are coming back from injury. But uh, I don't know. It just kind of struck me as a bit strange that it was he was up against Shoemaker. Why isn't he just like doing the regular BP from Guillermo or any of these other guys uh, who who just kind of toss toss the the the. the the balls to him like like ready to serve up yeah something something stinks about it for sure and it's just really weird because Matt Shoemaker he needs to get ready he's going to be activated soon I so it seems right and so he has to throw to somebody yes and so is it punishment for Derek Fisher is it in hopes that maybe Shoemaker would hit him and he would get hurt did they tell Shoemaker to hit him was Shoemaker just doing a solid it's it's really, really peculiar. It's just, it's such a coincidence <laughs> yeah. if it's if it's random. Like it's so weird. It's it's more strange to me though if it wasn't random and they did ask them because people get hit from baseballs every night. They get plunked and they don't have to go on the injured list. They don't get hurt to the point where they can't play baseball. So yeah, like and and it's also like. You know, it wasn't Nate Pearson. It wasn't like like he got gunned by a hundred in the knee. I think maybe they just jumped on an opportunity. Uh, he hit him in the knee. Let's say it's by accident, and Derek Fisher is like, "Ow, ow, that like, hurt!" hurt? And they're like, "Oh, oh, oh, he's hurt." He's oh, hurt. Everybody, oh, stretch him off, stretch him off. He's hurt. He's like, "No, no, I think I can walk." No, 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 no. We don't want to risk it. We don't want to risk it. He's hurt. He's hurt. <laughs> I think that's probably closer to what actually happened than this this massive conspiracy they were it was just like a bit of good fortune right. that happened to the blue jays where he did get hit in the knee and he's probably fine right and they can be like we don't want to take a chance we really like your bat you know how how much everyone loves you around here that's why we keep putting you back in there even though you know what happens happens but it's it's to protect you versus them having to be like ah little massage here something doesn't feel right in that shoulder <laughs> eh, derek what is that you feel that Feel that? Oh, yeah, that doesn't feel good, does it? <laughs> you know, don't be a hero, Derek. Mm. Hey, Dante, Dante, can you come over here and, and see if Derek's okay? And Dante comes over and just snaps his knee, <laughs> just like it's a chicken bone. We, we are going to have to get into this game last night. Unfortunately, the Blue Jays are incapable of, of, of playing a watchable game of late. And so I, I'm really looking forward to sneaking a peek at your diary of what your experience watching that game last night because my my experience was was not great and so i i'm just gonna let you set up the pins and knock them down just take us take us through this experience that you had last night i am more excited for this diary than um, i'll say it any diary we've ever done I am the least excited. I'm I'm <laughs> nervous, but it was episode 50 coming up. I felt like I had to do something a little different, keep things fresh. I do feel like I barely watched the game because I was so focused on the game diary. 
Plus, I've got other distractions going on. Uh, it's it's it was tough, but I'll tell you, I'll let everyone know before we start so that it's not jarring. I did attempt to rhyme the entire game diary. That's what we want here on Underdogs: big risks, high ceiling potential. And it could also just be a mess, and I'm open to either the mess or the success of this game diary. You might change game diaries as we know them oh. based on how this goes forever. We may either never do a diary again, <laughs> or it may change forever. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I'd, after doing this, I have no intention of rhyming ever again. I really hope it's not good because I don't want to have to put that kind of uh, thought into the diary myself. Yeah, Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, I don't know how many game diaries we've done, but maybe maybe the audience was finding like, oh, God, another sweet song, and you guys ripping on dudes and feeling like shit in your lives. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I changed it up. Okay. This is the Game Diary. Tonight, I am not going to let this game get me down. I have just made an incredible steak burrito, and yes, I know Cole and Roark are the pitchers on the mound. Cole struts out and retires the side in about the time of your favorite song. Yankees up and DGA LeMayhew sees one pitch and on the second hits a dong. So that's Yankees one and Blue Jays none. Aaron Judge is back in the lineup as if the Yankees didn't have enough confidence in men who mash. We got a pitch to him knowing Roark has been throwing trash. I'm pretty sure that's cancer on the skull of Travis Shaw. <laughs> Through three innings, Cole has struck out five. Only sound you hear is the umpire yelling, Ha! Now it's Tyler Wade who gets on base. Yes, that's Roark pitching. You saw his body got confused and thought it was your mom. Higashioka's up and two runs score because the catcher hit a bomb. Top of four and Garrett still hasn't even let up a hit. But I'll tell you now, this riding idea is shit. What am I doing? It feels like I'm pooing. Frazier's hitting lasers, one goes over the wall. DJ hits another, so he touches them all. We're into the sixth, and VR gets a hit. He goes around first and makes it a double, but Cole is not bothered a bit. Vigio walks and VR goes to third. Could Garrett be finally in trouble? One run will score, but I'm not feeling good. VR didn't help, I don't know what could. Is there a way to push the Yankees back? Perhaps we should call Mr. Waggis back. But his stuff is not better, and these Yanks will go getter. Luke Voigt makes it 11 to 1, and it's only the 6th, Cold's 80th pitch. I'm going to my room with a gun. <laughs> hey, we called up a guy. His name is Hector Perez. Higashioka hit two more homers. His total in Spanish is tres. So the Yankees have a baker's dozen and the Blue Jays got Uno. The score stays the same until the end of the game. Christ, kill me, I've spoken too soon. Joe Panic hammers it over the moon. As if I wasn't embarrassed enough. Montoyo has signaled to put on earmuffs. He's challenging the final out at the end of this brutal route. Hey, Charlie, it's 13 to 2. What are you trying to do? We want to go home. And now, more than ever, I miss the Sky Dome. This week it seemed certain, not till October for curtains. Now I grow full of doubt. We won't get that bout. And the feeling of hate, if we're not the top eight. And so now I end this. No diary is endless. The Blue Jays are lost. Now what is the cost? Yes!
Boom! Drop the mic, but don't actually drop it. We need them when we don't have any money. Yes. Yes, Jacob. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fucking rhyme in the diary. That was great. But only question I have about that diary is why would you take the gun to your room? Why wouldn't you? I mean, if it's all over, if it's your, I mean, I imagine the guns for murder, for suicide, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Why not the living room? Why is it like a dog goes to the woods to die alone? Yeah, basically, Brittany was in the room on the couch with me sparking <laughs> off about these plans we're trying to make. And on the phone with people, I figured I'd, I'd have some decency if I was going to go go kill myself. I'd go to the bedroom. <laughs> oh, my God. Two absolute shit shit games. Yeah, we man. called it yesterday. I was like, hey, I feel like we might be here tomorrow doing the same thing. Here we are. Well, I mean, look, I, nobody expected the Blue Jays to score too many runs off Garrett Cole, and I do love watching Garrett Cole. His location is astounding. The way that he can just paint down and away with both his fastball, his slider, it's unhittable. But you don't necessarily expect 13 runs. I mean, sure, you've got your bearded mother on the mound with Tanner Roark. But w what does that make it? 33 to 9 in two games. 33 to 9. That's, that's their week so far. 33 to 9 against the New York Yankees when uh, all the hype going into this series. 33 to 9. Yeah. You got the, you got the number 9 hitter, uh, the, the backup catcher hitting three bombs. Yeah, he had seven home runs in his entire career before last <laughs> night, and now he's got 10. He's not a young man. He's 30 years old. That is not something that he is supposed to do. Like, just, I, I get that everybody has a good day in their life, and that sometimes you just have a day where you hit three bombs, either literally or metaphorically. It's just something that happens. But why last night? And why against this team after the game that they had just had? And DJ Lemieux, who is a fucking killer. He's a monster. My God. I think Higashioka, though, maybe it's because he cut his hair. Because you were so on him about his helmet flying off the last series. Remember that? <laughs> he went out and got a haircut. Helmet's not flying off anymore. He can focus. He doesn't have to, you know, every swing he takes, he's like, ah, oh, is it coming off? And he's distracted. Now he can just hit bombs. It's like one of those guys that gets glasses and then realizes they're an all-star. It's like, all I had to do was cut my hair, and now I'm a home run king. Exactly. It's easy. It's also crazy to be playing a team like the Yankees with all the history that the Yankees have and the amazing teams that they've had. They've won more World Series than any other team in baseball. They're a historic franchise, and yet they break a record. They've never hit that many home runs in a two-game span in their entire existence as a franchise. Well, when 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 we're pitching like this, you have to expect it. I, I don't know. We can talk. We uh, we can talk more about this pitching. What's going to happen? All of these injuries. Where we go from here? What's going to happen in the playoffs? But I don't know. Let well, well, let's wait until the demotions happen because that might clear right. that might clear things up. All right. So then let's just dig right into this. We are going to get into. Promotions and more likely demotions. Jacob, you know the drill. You're going first for promotions. Give me your oh. first. Oh, we're promoting first? You're damn right we're promoting wow. first. 
This is a positive show. We always do the positive first. We're not negative people. I, th- I thought if you were positive, you start with the negative and you finish with the positive. So you leave the positive in the air for these guys. No, because you want people to have the feeling of positivity while you cut them afterwards. So let's just start with okay. the positive. I'm going to give you the floor for your first star of the game last night. I cannot wait yes, okay. for what you choose. My man, Jonathan VR. I'm giving him the promotion. And listen, it's not, yes, yes, he broke up the no-hitter. That's not why I'm giving him the promotion. He hit a double on Cole, but I'm giving him the promotion for the fucking effort and never die energy he showed sliding into first, head first, on the final out of the game when they're getting smacked 13-2. to two. It makes it so close that Charlie decides, I'm going to challenge it. Um, ch- don't need that from Charlie, but I love it from Jonathan VR, especially after, you know, however many games ago it was. We saw that little clip where Charlie maybe said one word to him, and we assumed that he he was grilling VR um, for not <laughs> hustling up the line. That's about as hustle as it gets. I love to see it. I love that you chose VR. I love that you're looking for the positive in a game like that. I went a little bit of a different route with my first promotion. My first promotion, my big star, goes to Matt Shoemaker. (laughs) I'm giving it to Matt Shoemaker for hitting Derek Fisher. If it's true, he is the voice of the people. He is a man for a country. And he doesn't even need to be on the roster. And he did the most significant act of the week. And that is why you get my first star, Matt Shoemaker. Take a bow. Yeah, wow. I was not <laughs> expecting that at all. Jacob, who you got for your second star? Well, as you know, I I didn't put as much thought. I, 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 I basically didn't know who to pick for the second star, and I just chose someone right before the game, and I went with Santiago Espinel. He only got in there for the one at bat. He replaced Bo Bichette, I think, in the seventh, I want to say, well, basically when, when everyone got replaced. He came in there, and he got a hit. And I love to see that. Love to see a guy come in the game, pinch hit, get a little get a little hit. I don't remember how he hit it or what he hit, <laughs> but it happened. I I love that because I also think that he just deserves an honorable mention for uh, pitching yes. twice in the last week. And this is rookie season, and he's filling a whole bunch of holes in this team and also in the pitching staff. So, fuck yeah, second star. Santiago Espinal. I, again, did not choose somebody for my second star who played in last night's game, oh. but here it is. Second star, Teoscar Hernandez. Wow. An oblique injury is no small feat to overcome, and I know we haven't seen him play yet. However, he's active. He is willing to risk his body, potentially, his career. I don't know how significant it is. I don't know what the, the damage could possibly be. But he's back because this is a playoff run and we need him. We need him so desperately bad. And so the fact that he put in whatever work he needed to put in and said that I'm good to go and he's back on this team, that's where you get the second star. Yeah, I love that. I hope that it doesn't get bad again. I feel like oblique yeah, injuries totally. are always the ones that people come back from a little too soon and they aggravate it again real quick because... 
you know, the the adrenaline, they don't swing the same way. You can't swing the same yeah. way until you're facing Garrett Cole. Yeah, I'm also nervous about it. Oblique injuries for me are such a red flag because there's so much involved in a swing, especially a guy who hits with as much power as he does. And I don't care if he DH is fine, DH. I mean, but I just don't want him to, you know, fucking wreck himself coming back from this so fast. But the fact that he is coming back so fast just to me says that he wants to help this team. At least that's the romantic way I look at it. He wants to help this team. And that is desperately needed right now. Yeah. I, I'm I'm happy that he's coming back soon because he's Brittany's favorite player. And it means that I feel a little less like um, I'm an embarrassment to life when I'm watching Blue Jays every night. If she is willing to watch it a little bit with me and she's very attracted to Teoscar Hernandez. I love... We both love the new Hey Sportsnet commercial, the second round that they've got. He's in it. I, I love thinking about when they were trying to get him to say Hey Sportsnet. And they're like, all right, Teoscar, uh, just just let it all out there. I just want you to say, hey, Sportsnet, big energy, big <laughs> energy, Teoscar. And he's like, hey, Sportsnet. Hey, hey Sportsnet. Hey. And he's so cute. He's so cute. He's like just like this little kid. Hey, Sportsnet. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that uh, Tay Oscar. You know, I mean, I I think it's that demeanor that when he fucks up really bothers me. But I think if you remove it from, you know, all the feelings that you put into a team and 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 a player when they fuck up, just you isolate it just as a human. He is incredibly endearing. Yes. All right, Jacob. Let's get into maybe something that's a little bit easier. Um, demotions. I got to demote Tanner Roark. Yeah, fuck yeah, you do. It's it's sort of a tough demotion for me. I'll say that no. because I don't know really what he can do. It, it doesn't feel like his fault. It's not his. He's not capable of shutting down a lineup like this, and that's that's just kind of the way it is. I'm mostly giving the demotion because how he tried to throw the analytics, the 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 team management under the bus last time, saying you should. He should get to pitch more. So this is what happens when you pitch more. He didn't even get pitch more. He pitched four innings. This is what you get. Four innings, six runs, six hits, two walks, four strikeouts, and two or three of those strikeouts are against Aaron Judge, who hasn't played in a month. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you do with him. He, he, starts, he starts now when, when the teams are bad. Well, guess what? We, we, we've got Yankees and Phillies left and then and then a final series three games against the Orioles. Right now he's scheduled to pitch against the Yankees again. Do you want him starting against the Yankees? Do you want him starting against Philly even? <laughs> he can't start I want off series, so what the fuck do we do? I, he's the guy who should be throwing at people's knees who you want on the IL. Like that's that's what you do with Tanner Roark. He obviously for me, and I know you said you struggle with this. I have no struggle with this whatsoever. He is my first emotion. Tanner Roark, the self-proclaimed diesel engine, the self-proclaimed Pac-Man of innings. First batter, gone. DJ LeMayhew rips it. After you come onto the media and you start saying, you know, I hate that you know, pitchers are being pulled early. You know, I'm a guy who, who eats innings. That's what I'm here to do. He lets up four home runs, four horrible diesel-fueled innings, and he says that his fastball wasn't locating. This is a quote. He said, 
I tried to, but it wasn't there. And if I don't do that down in a way, then I really have nothing to work off of. Well, whose fault is that? It's you. No one else has control over your fucking arm. That's your arm throwing that ball. So get control of your fastball. Like I, I can eat innings. I, I could throw nine big league innings. It might take me two and a half weeks, but I, I could do that. I need more from him than just time and pitches. They have to be located in an area that has a degree of difficulty to the hitter and at a velocity that hinders their ability to tee it off. It's, it's just such an unfortunate way for him to come back from what he said about how he views himself as a pitcher. Yeah. He's, he's got a little bit of quality of dirt to him in, in continuing to throw people under the bus while, while just like this sort of vague, uh, semblance of taking responsibility for it. He's like, he's like off the, off the get go, I was throwing too, too, I showed all of my stuff. I showed too, I threw too many breaking balls. I wasn't throwing enough fastballs. And you're like, are you are you blaming the catcher right now for calling those pitches? <laughs> are you blaming the dugout? And then he's like, and that's on me. I gotta I gotta I gotta throw that fastball more. And and on my next bullpen, maybe I'm just gonna throw a fastball down and away. This isn't the exact quote. I'm going off memory here. Mm-hmm. But there's just a quality. Like it sounds like you're. It sounds like you're blasting the catcher right now for not for for putting down all your pitches. Yeah, th- this catcher's never dealt with a diesel engine before. You know, he doesn't know the the ability that I have with my diesel train that's yeah. coming at these hitters. It's like, well, you're a veteran. You've been in this league a long time. If you have a problem with what the Blue Jays catchers are calling, then shake them off and show us what you got because you're going to stand there or sit there in your post-game interview and tell us that you're not being used correctly. Well, show us how you should be used. And certainly last night did not suggest to me that you should be out there any longer than you were. Mm-hmm. This is an easy fucking demotion yeah. for me. He also said, I, I'm not, it's not exact quotes again. Usually I, I get the quotes, but you know, it was Thursday, Thursday. He said... <laughs> It's not an excuse, but over the course of 162, these things even out. <laughs> Something like that. He's basically saying that uh, he can't be good in a in a 60-game season. I know I showed up drunk for work on my third shift, but if you think about it over the course of a year and I just showed up once drunk at work, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. No. Fuck that. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough balance because on the one hand... I want to hear what the pitchers and the players think and how they feel after the games and hear honesty from them. But when the honesty is just them giving excuses and then saying that they're not giving excuses, makes me mad. Uh, but I, I, I like it. I like that he's comfortable saying that because you get to know who he is. I just want to know who people are. It doesn't mean you have to like them. Yeah. I just tell me who you are and this is who he is. Yuck. Uh, let's hear your second demotion. Okay. Okay. Charlie Montoyo. I don't know if you can. Uh, I don't know if uh, you can demote a manager. No, that's allowed. Absolutely, it's allowed. Okay. Well, I don't usually go after Charlie, but he pissed me off tonight. And I will say that when I started writing this and I thought about this, I thought it, what he did was worse than it actually was. But I, what I didn't like this time was how he deployed Hector Perez for as long as he did, and that he sent him out for another inning to try and save his guys. And then 
after doing that, didn't didn't let him finish it. He went one and two thirds. He didn't get to finish the game. He he had already he already had a homer off of him. He was walking guys. He had a couple of singles. He it was his major league debut. And you're sending him out there to get roughed up by the Yankees to try and save your pitching staff. Um, you know, let he he got out of that first inning. Let him let him deal with that. You know, and then and then on top of that, bring in Bass, Anthony Bass, your sometimes closer to get one out in the eighth when you're being demolished thirteen to two. Maybe okay, maybe he needed some work. He needed to throw a few pitches, but why not let, if you're going to send Perez out there in that situation, let him try and get out of it if that's if that's the route we're going. And if not, why are we bringing in Anthony Bass? Is there no one else? He's like, what has happened? How do we? How are you viewing Bass now if this is when he needs to go in and get work? Maybe there's probably some work that can get done tomorrow. He can't wait one more day. Maybe he can open for Chase Anderson. I don't know. The whole, whole pitching staff is in trouble, and this doesn't seem like the move to get out of it. You know what, Jacob? I love this, and I'm going to do something that's never been done here on Promotions and Emotions, at least I don't think. I had, I was going to tear a new asshole to Derek Fisher again, and I was going to just light him up and tell him that he should go be a personal trainer at Equinox and that he shouldn't be a Major League Baseball player because he's afraid. I'm jumping right on this bandwagon of Charlie Montoya because... Even if these decisions aren't him, he is the contact point for fans because we don't know. And so all of these things of late that we've seen with Travis Shaw batting third and these lineup changes and then, you know, putting this kid Hector Perez in his major league debut in that kind of a situation like you're talking about. I do think that we need to give some attention to that. And yeah, you just convinced me. Charlie Montoyo, second demotion. Yeah, you can be bench coach tonight. Guess guess <laughs> who's coaching? Dante Bichette. Hitting whisperer. The Blue Jays win 20-1. to 1. <laughs> oh my god could you imagine that that'd be fun so here we go game three against the yankees masahiro tanaka on the mound i guess it gets a little bit easier but i don't know not much with chase anderson on the mound uh i was listening to something uh, ryu could have started tonight i guess he said that he needed an extra day don't know if there's some sort of injury there don't know if it's just preference don't know if they're trying to save him for the playoffs maybe they should save him for the playoffs you know what i mean like they could probably get swept by the yankees i think they need to win like four more games i think their magic number is something like four don't quote me on that never quote us on thirsty thursday but uh, the chase anderson tanner roark thing to me are it's just so frustrating they don't really eat innings which I guess they could do. They don't really get a lot of effective outs. And then we're going to go into a double header on, I think it's Friday against Philadelphia. So yeah. the bullpen's going to have to yeah. be ready to go for a double header, a seven inning double header on Friday. They're in a bit of a tricky spot here. Yeah. And, and the long guys that we had so much confidence in are starting to be 
less. Uh, we're yeah, to speaking be less of that, uh, I don't think we've said this. Um, Anthony K has now been brought back down to the taxi squad. He's with the team, but he's not on the active roster because he's been struggling of late. And that that happened quick. I don't know. Like I felt like suddenly, suddenly I'm like, oh, is he not good? He started coming in less uh, huge situations, less leverage. Then all of a sudden he's getting rocked around, and now he's gone. It just felt like last week he was like one I of our best guys. I also believe that Ben Nicholson Smith said that Jordan Romano will not be coming back this year, which is another big blow. So Ooh. no Ken Giles, no Jordan Romano. Yeah. So is it Big Nate? We have to thrust Big Nate into our closer, into our high leverage final final outs in the playoffs. If we can get there, we got to get him in quick when he's ready and get him into well, leverage. I'm so fine with that, but it. is he ready? Is he good to go? I don't. I don't. If know. he's healthy, put him in there. Let's see. I'm all for that. Because right. So, but but how do you how do you how do you initiate that? First game back, do you activate him and throw him in and leverage in the I don't the think so. I think you got to get wet a little bit because there's probably not going to be, I mean, knock on wood, there's probably not going to be, oh, fuck, who knows? Who knows after these last two games? But I really don't think there's going to be a must-win, stress, high-leverage game that has to be won immediately as he comes back. I don't know. But I think you get his feet wet. I think, it, I think as you said... I don't know, last week or something, putting him as an opener, I think is less, is easier. It's easier to let him start the game. He's used to it. Let's see what he can do and then move him to the back end. Because yes, location was an issue when he was up here before, but if at the end of the game, you can bring in a guy who can throw a hundred plus, that's, that's going to play. Yeah, I wonder if it's been a major gaffe of not trying to stretch out someone like Julian Merriweather or Thomas Hatch uh, weeks ago. Like when when we activated Merriweather, seeing him, we saw him once and we we're like, this guy's awesome, and he he's pretty much been he's had one outing I feel like where he wasn't dominant, and he he was a starter. Now I'm just so worried about starters that yeah we can bring him in as a kind of bulk guy or he opens, but. Is it is it been a, a major mistake that we haven't? I guess in a way, I mean, relative to the playoffs and not necessarily these last 12 games of the season, but it does depend on Matt Shoemaker coming back and like what he can do and how healthy he actually is and how many innings he can pitch. But if Matt Shoemaker is healthy enough to go, does he slot into your playoff rotation? I think so. I think he has to. I don't know who well, else you the got. The argument would be Walk, Walker and, and Robbie, Robbie Ray, Ray, who have been pitching in the last you know while, where Matt Shoemaker hasn't. And uh, I don't know, he's drilling Derek Fisher in a just completely relaxed context. Well, we got uh, like I said, we got to see Ray one or two more times. See if see if the changes he's making are sustainable and he continues to be effective. But I'm definitely more confident in Robbie Ray than I am in Tanner Roark, and probably just because of the upside than Chase Anderson. I'm more confident in Chase Anderson yeah. than I am in Tanner Roark. And I don't I, I don't really I can't think of Anderson's numbers off the top of my head. I know that he hasn't been going deep, but I don't feel like he's been getting lit up. Like I don't feel like he's had horrible outings. He's had outings at least that have kept us in games until the fifth inning. 
save. I think for, his numbers are actually two, quite maybe. similar to Tanner Roark, but for some reason he's not nearly as enraging. Um, but I don't know. I guess you just kind of concede the sweep tonight, unless something crazy happens with the bats and they and maybe Tanaka's a bit off or something. I I don't know. This seems like a sweep to me, and then you're going into a pretty tough weekend. So give me your predictions for the game tonight. Um, yeah, I. You have to sort of imagine the sweep, but I, I'm actually I'm actually sensing, I feel it in the air. I'm feeling like Chase Anderson is going to get through four or five, only giving up two runs. We're going to get to the point where we can. He's going to keep us in the game, and I think that that could, you know, if our bats can come alive, if they can recognize the situation and say, "Ho, ho, uh, we're not getting demolished." by the fourth inning already let's let's give us a chance we do not want to get swept we have not been swept this whole season oh, i don't think haven't. i think i think there's going to be some fight from these guys tonight and it's just it's just a matter of whether or not we can just get a couple of outs and just limit the home runs because the home runs are just oh so and, demoralizing and that that's the thing this yankees team is heating up and they're just starting to launch the ball and yeah it, you see the confidence in clint frazier when he man. rocked that ball <laughs> how quick he turned on that ball and then dropped the bat oh my god it was awesome and, and yeah aaron or yeah aaron judge didn't look good last night but that's a ticking time bomb yeah you also mm-hmm. don't need him to look good you just need to know in your dugout holy crap look yeah. over i got aaron judge in the lineup that frees me up i don't have to work so hard he can take some of the pressure stanton's back they got everybody and they're monsters all of them luke voigt's the home run leader dj lemayhew's that uh, he's tied for the uh, batting average leader they're just monsters they're savages in the box just like aaron Boone says and just all of a sudden too you know they look like shit the last series that we played them their lineup was atrocious and now you look down that lineup and you see luke voigt 17 home runs dj lemay who batting 360 uh aaron judge is back in the lineup stanton's back in the lineup and then, then i was like oh whoa 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 stop this is actually too much yeah plus clint frazier is actually quite yeah quite good yeah, he's quite good could you imagine if we had actually got him for j-hap fuck um all right my my prediction is uh i w- i want to be hopeful i really do i want to say that there's something in the air and i want to say that the blue jays are going to overcome it i think there might be something in the air but i don't think it will be realized this evening i think it's a sweep uh <laughs> <laughs> There's something in the air for sure, but it's Yankees yeah. home runs so flying. I am going to say a sweep, but uh, I, you know, that's not me saying they're not going to make the playoffs. I still think that they're embedded into the playoffs. I just really hope they're not facing the Yankees in the first round. But let's figure it out tonight. Chase Anderson on the mound against Masahiro Tanaka, and we will see you all for the end of the week, Friday tomorrow.